0: If you wait till the end of the show, then there'll be bonus content. I just thought I'd let you know there's gonna be bonus content. If you wait around till the end, then there'll be bonus content. You know I consider you all my personal friends, that's why I'm telling you about the bonus content. Bonus content. Bone 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 bonus. (laughs) Oh, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Daniel K's Let's Plays podcast, the podcast in which I, Daniel K, am debilitated by the humidity in the air here in my recording shed. Oh my god, oh my god. It's like, what is this? My country is stuck in a sauna or something. Wow. Um, but that doesn't affect you in any way. You can't feel feel the weather through your headphones. Not unless, not unless it gets really, really bad, a little bit of the humidity might sort of seep through, through the headphones into your eardrums. So, yeah, don't let that happen. But pull it, pull them out if it starts getting hot in your ears. Or maybe someone is talking about you. In which case, I don't know. There's nothing you can do. Could be anyone. Could be your closest friends. Your closest friends, talking about what they actually think about you. Amongst each other. Jeez, that would suck. Hey, you know a good solution? No friends. That's uh, that's 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 the only logical solution to that kind of ear, ear heat situation. And uh, today we're going to be playing Pokemon Blue. <laughs> what the fuck was that introduction? Should I start again? I'm 50-50 on it. Maybe, maybe this wasn't up to my usual standards. What? Usual standards? No, no such thing. So let's just keep on going. Today we're going to be playing more of the Pokemon Blue Nuzlocke. Uh, and I have my Game Boy here. I'm just about... Oh! oh! A notification on my phone? Oh, let's just have a look at what that notification could... A Twitter message! A direct message on the Twitter a- application which I am on, compulsively, all day and all night. Ah, oh, it's from the Turtle Power Pod. Could be either Basim or Cranny. Hmm, what's this say? As much as I like hearing you struggle, finish everything in Saffron City before surfing to Cinnabar. Oh, okay, man, Cranny makes a pretty good point. Maybe we should go... What did it it say, Saffron City? That did say Saffron, didn't it? In Saffron City. Now, (laughs) listeners, I actually... uh, i got to admit, I don't know which city is Saffron. It could be that uh, for some reason... All the... what? Something's happened. It, is Saffron City the one with the Team Rocket Thugs blocking all the doors? Maybe I've gotten to a, a point in the, in the game where they've stopped blocking the doors. Stop blocking beats. <laughs> I don't actually know that that block rocking beats song. I just thought I'd try making a reference. Stop blocking doors. Maybe they've all stopped blocking the doors in that city. If that is Saffron City. So, uh, that's where I'm gonna go check first to see if it is Saffron City. And if I get there to the Team Rocket, uh, controlled city and it's not Saffron City, well, I'll just keep on flying around until I find out which city is Saffron City. Oh my god. It is... <laughs> not only is it debilitatingly humid... Uh, you know, it's it's real, real hot, and we've had lots of rain, so it, it's like, it's a real pea-super, listeners. But also, uh, I'm real tired. So forgive me if the quality isn't up to snuff. Um, we're just gonna forge ahead. Okay, continue. Player Danil, Badges 5, Pokedex 29, time played exactly 36 hours. Uh, here we are in Leventy Town. And, uh... Oh, we've still got Nelson in the party. We just changed uh, Melody, Mel, Melody Nell's name from Melody Nell to Nelson. Although I had kind of second thoughts about the second thoughts I had about Melody Nell. Melody Nell is not a bad name. It might actually be slightly better than Nelson. Maybe as the bonus content to this episode, I'll go change her name back to Melody Nell. But, uh... Who knows? A- Access Bills PC. I'm just going to swap Me- uh, Nelson back out for Daniel K the Seedra. All right, that's happened. <coughs> all right, and now let's, uh, let's use uh, Mr. Tolly the Pidgeot to fly to, uh, oh wait, maybe the, maybe the map where I choose where to fly to will have the names. Yeah, it has the names. Viridian, Pewter, Cerulean, Lavender, Vermilion, Celadon, Fuchsia, Saffron. Yeah, Saffron's the city right in the middle. This is where all the Team Rocket guys live. All those team rocket grunts and thugs all right we're at the pokedex pokedex pokemon center and that's in the northeast section of town is it or is it southwest hmm <laughs> so what should I do in saffron I need to finish what's up in saffron Oh, the guys oh what's up with this the guy uh, snore he says ha he's taking a snooze says Daniel that's interesting Yeah, the guy next to this big building, Sylph Company office building, he's uh, next to the door, and now I've entered the building. Holy shit. This song. This is great. Where is this even going? Holy fuck! What was that bit about? Dun, dun Just for a second, and then it changes. Wow! What a, what a, what a what good music these games have. All right. So it looks like I'm in a massive lobby. Hey, who's in first position? Pokemon. Um, I think Constantine would be a good choice for. Mmm. Uh, um, maybe I'll I'll play it risky and I'll switch Daniel K out to first position. Um, because I I want to level Daniel K some more. or maybe see team rocket guys, what have they got? They've got normal type Pokemon and they've got poison type Pokemon and then maybe one or two of them will have sand slashes, so ground type. So Daniel K would be good to have out if there's a ground type, but bad if it's a poison type. No. No, there's no reason not to have Daniel K out. He's not, he's not, he's not weak against poison, that's fine. Alright, Daniel K, stay in first position, position. we'll see how this goes. Alright, we're in an enormous lobby, listeners. In the leftmost corner of this gigantic cavernous lobby with uh, tiled, black and white tiled floor, there's a row of of trees, pot plants. In the middle, there's some kind of fountain, or like, like indoor, uh lake, which I guess is just decorative. It's the interior design department of the Team Rocket company going crazy. Oh wait, Sylph Co. Yeah, so no, this is just like a, this is what, uh, an industrial company or some kind of company, some kind of big company, but it's been taken over by Team Rocket. So no, it's, it's not the interior design team of Team Rocket doing, doing these indoor lakes. It's just, uh, it's just where they where they happen to have taken over, I guess. Alright, there's an empty reception desk in the northwest corner of this cavernous lobby. Uh, there's stairs, and there's an elevator. So the stairs go up. I don't know what the elevator does. Let's, let's, let's use the stairs first. Alright, now I've gone up a level. I can see the elevator doors are here as well. And there's more stairs up. So I can keep on going up, or I can explore this first level. Oh shit, there's a Team Rocket Grunt down there in the south. In a room to the south of where I came out up the stairs. So let's 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 trigger this engagement with this this grunt. Hey kid, what are you doing here? asks this grunt. Rocket wants to fight. Wow, one, two, three, four, five Pokemon. These are gonna be uh, weak and easy Pokemon. Rocket sent out Golbat. Okay, flying poison level 25. Oh, this is gonna be easy money for Daniel K fight, uh, surf, cut to when it is dead, okay, critical hit, dead right away, enemy Goldbat fainted, Daniel K gained 915 experience points, this is awesome experience, Rocket is about to use Zubat, will Daniel change Pokemon, no, I'll just, it's it's dead now, cool, enemy Zubat fainted, Daniel ga- Daniel K gained 200, 280, wow, that's like, and what was that like a third or a quarter of the experience? That sucks. Here comes another Zubat, and it's dead, critical hit. Uh, and next one is Eradicate. Okay, cool. Well, Daniel change Pokemon. No, keep on going Daniel K. Oh, here's the Eradicate, and it's dead. Pew. Enemy Eradicate fainted. Well done Daniel K. 621, and Daniel K grew to level 33 and rocket is about to use Zubat, so it, this Zubat is now dead. Yep. Anime Zubat Fainer, Daniel K, gained 288, and we have defeated the rocket. Man, this is a good leveling. A nice, easy leveling. That's what's going on here. I could even... Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, what does this rocket have to say for himself? Silk Company will be... Silph Company will be merged with Team Rocket. Okay, there we go. There's the plot. So we've been handed the plot by this defeated grunt. What's down here? There's a big... Oh, there's like a scientist. Oh my god, a teleportation plate. Shit, this is more complicated than I thought. Is the scientist going to fight me? (gasps) What the fuck? He is. Uh, It's off limits to go here. Go home, says the scientist. All right. Oh, what a funny sprite. Scientist wants to fight. I guess the name of him perfectly. Oh, he's going to have electric Pokemon, isn't he? Scientist sent out Magnemite. Yeah, I called it. Okay, Daniel K, this is no good. This situation's bad. Daniel K, come back. Switch Pokemon to Johnny Five, and now the Magnemite is dead. Done. All right, Daniel K, gain experience. Johnny Five, gain experience. The Scientist is about to use Voltorb. Oh, the exploding Pokemon. Well... Oh, one slash from Johnny Five will do it. Kapow, and it's dead. Yeah, critically hit. Enemy Volt Johnny Five gained 618 experience. Scientist is about to use Magneton. or Daniel change Pokemon 1. No. Get him, Johnny Five, and it's dead. Enemy Magneton fainted. Johnny Five gained 966 experience. Daniel defeated the Scientist. The Scientist says, Oh, you're good. Daniel got 1,400 bucks for winning. Yeah, scientists. They got, they got that funding money. All right, let's speak to the scientist. Why did you attack me, my friend? Ah, can you solve the maze in here? That's all he says. And he's standing by a table, and next to the table there's also a teleportation square. So I'm not going to step on it just yet. I'm going to go back out into this. This looks like a conference room with two long tables and a, a Team Rocket grunt in the middle. Let's step in front of the grunt. Ah, oh, a big fight. Hey, no kids are allowed in here. Says so the grunt. Quite a softly spoken grunt. Two booger one. Rocket wants to fight. First rocket send out cubone. Oh no, go Daniel K. And in real time, listeners, we use surf. Daniel K. The Cedra Use surf and the cubone. Daniel Kune or Kuen. Has defeated the Q bone. Q bone. Hang on, Daniel K actually sent me a message with exactly how to pronounce his name. Let me just quickly look at that. Da, 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 da. Let's go. Uh, search for interactions between. Yeah, here we are. Qune, like Q plus N. Qune. Done. All right. So Daniel Kuhn, the Cidra defeated Cubone. Does does your head uh does your head in doesn't it? Uh, enemy Cubone fainted. Daniel K gained a bunch of experience. Rocket is about to use Zubat and it's dead. Enemy Zubat fainted. Daniel K gained 334 blah 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 defeated the Rocket. Rocket says, "Oh tough." Daniel you got 870 bucks. The Rocket continues to speak. Diamond-shaped tiles are teleport blocks. They're high-tech transporters. Okay. Thank you, my friend For telling me that useful information. Oh man, uh, as we head west past this uh, uh, Conference room we, we enter a corridor with electric gates which are closed two of them. Darn says Daniel It needs a card key. <laughs> I'm having Pokemon text adventure flashbacks cool Alright, so there's uh, one more place to explore on this level, and it's to go up back to near the stairs where I entered, and to head west instead of south. So west we go. Ah, oh, a teleporter block. Uh, let's not use this teleporter block. Let's use the one down next to the scientist, shall we? Or should we go upstairs? Let's, let's clear out everything we can before we start using these complicated teleporter blocks. So up, upstairs we go. We're going to use normal stairs instead of teleporter blocks. There's another teleporter block here on the second level. Not going to use that one, though. Uh, there is another level up I can go via stairs, but let's uh, let's explore to the west. So I'm in the kind of northwest corner of this, uh, of this floor, and there's another teleporter. I don't want to go... Using that, so let's head back. And there's a passageway down south that we can take. Uh, and there's a grunt blocking that passageway, so let's have a fight with him. Da-da-da-da-da. Hey, quit messing with us, kid, says this grunt. Uh, Rocket wants to fight. Three Pokemon. Rocket sent out Raticate, and it's dead. Yeah, enemy eradicate Faina, Daniel K gain Experience, Rocket is about to use Hypno, a psychic Pokemon. Will Daniel change Pokemon? Yes. Um well it's gotta be a hypno and hypno fight, doesn't it? So go go Emperor Constantine, Emperor P Constantine, and uh, and massacre your brethren. And I'm uh, gonna cast Psychic and oh my gosh, would you look at that? The Hypno is Uh-huh. What? Oh, fuck! It's not very effective. I forgot. Oh, man, it, it only did a third of its health, even though I've got easily ten levels. That's okay. Hypno's an idiot, and it used Confusion. It critted, and it did nine damage of my 132 health. Yeah, it's not very effective, but this Headbutt... Oh, dearie me. Constantine used Headbutt and... Cap- wow! Okay, that did about the same amount of damage. How is it that... Okay, I'm gonna use another Headbutt. This... That was a harder fight than it should have been. Hypno fainted. I guess Headbutt is not as good a move as I thought it might be. Because it would have ta- yeah, it would have taken me three three shots to kill that uh, Hypno no matter what. And I had easily ten... I had eleven levels up on it. Man, Rocket is about to use Raticate. or well, then I'll change Pokemon 1. Yeah, hmm, hum, uh, uh we reckon Keith and Andy can handle this situation. Keith and Andy doesn't really have any big knockout moves. No, we're going to keep Keith and Andy for situations where they are strong against the op- op- opponent Pokemon easily. Because I don't feel like they have any big conquering moves just yet. Ones that can take all comers. But, uh, uh, yeah, let, let's keep let's keep Constantine out. Rocket sent out Radicate. Constantine has now killed... Eradicate. Yep, enemy eradicate fainted. Constantine gained 690 something experience. Daniel defeated the rocket. The rocket says, I give up. And now Daniel got some money. We keep on talking to this rocket. A hint you can open doors with a card key, says this rocket. Alright, and now we pass past the rocket. We can keep on going south down this corridor he was guarding, but also next to the rocket there's a doorway into another room. And this room has some beds in, and it's got a guy in who doesn't look like a rocket. So I wonder who it's going to be when I step in front of him. Oh, not someone who wants to fight. That's nice. Hi, I work for Sylph. What should I do? (laughs) That's all he says. Can I get in the bed and sleep? No, I can't. All right, we exit. Uh, There's an electric gate blocking another door to the, the west in this downward heading corridor. We can't go that way, so we keep on heading down. And now there is a horizontal corridor. I'm heading to the west. Oh, a long, long horizontal corridor. There's a teleportation pad at the end. I'm not going to use it. We're going to head east. And there's another teleportation pad. Man, they're all over the place. I'm hoping that once I've explored everywhere... I'll be able to navigate this teleportation pa- pads really easily. So up here on the second floor, there are pads on the northeast, northwest, southwest, and southeast corners of this room, as well as pads in the individual rooms. So it's real maze-like. This whole teleportation business is going to suck. Let's go up one more level. And I haven't even thought about the lift yet. Sometimes there are floors up here on the third floor, I think. There are floors which you can't access except by a lift. And I just... Uh, Adds a whole another level of complication to this already complicated dungeon tower dungeon. Um, all right. Uh, so we exit the stairs. We're in the northeast corner of the uh, of the map here on the third floor. There's no teleportation square here, but there is a room to the south which I can access. It's a long conference table with some pot plants surrounding it and one Team Rocket grunt. I can walk around his line of sight and sneak up behind him, and now I'm gonna surprise him. Hey, surprise! Ah, an intruder is spotted," says this grunt. And now we're gonna fight the grunt. And there's the grunt. Here he is, got his whip and his hat and his Team Rocket outfit. Three Pokémon on his belt, and he wants to fight. He sends out an Ekans. I go Daniel K, and show this Ekans who's boss. Use Surf, and the Ekans is dead. Beautiful. Enemy Ekans fainted, Daniel K gained experience, Rocket is about to use Zubat, will Daniel change Pokemon? No, go Daniel K, take the Zubat and now it's dead. It's dead, Enemy Zubat fainted, and Daniel K gave Bane Bane Flame, Shmainadane. Rocket is about to use Cubone, and <laughs> this, this guy's got no hope. Rocket sent out Cubone, and as soon as that, it is dead. Yep, super effective. Enemy cube fainted. Daniel K gained 2522. Blah blah blah. Defeated the rocket. Who says? Oh, who are you? Daniel got money. I keep on speaking to him. I, I better tell the boss on. I better tell the boss on eleventh floor. This can't be that big, can it? All right, this room is a dead end now. So we go back up to the stairs, and then there's... Oh, here, west of the stairs, there's a really tiny, thin corridor heading down. And this is the only way to go. So we go down. We're kind of in the middle of the floor now. Now, right down the south of the floor. Shit! I've stepped in front of a guy. He's stepped up and is fighting me. Team Rocket has taken command of Sylph Company. Says this Team Rocket person. Yeah. Yeah, two Pokemon. First one's a matchup, and it's dead. Yep we match up famous Daniel K gain experience oh well would you look at that Daniel K grew to level 34 hey Daniel Q, are you listening you're doing good clearing out this tower for me my Cedra friend rocket is about to use drowsy well we better swap Pokemon to not nope, Daniel K can handle the drowsy that's totally fine and it's drowsy is dead drowsy fainted Daniel K gained 633 experience, Daniel defeated the rocket. Uh, The rocket says, And Daniel got some money. The rocket continues. My boss has been after this place. Yeah, cool. Alright, so just north of where I had this altercation, there's an entrance into a room, which is kind of in the center of the map. Uh, But if I go past this rocket... Oh, now I'm down in the southwest corner of the map and there's a teleportation square and there's also a gate. Darn it, I need a card key, says Danil. So, let's check out what's in this room. No, okay, there's another electric gate which is blocking off another room and there is also a teleportation square in here. Okay, next floor. Uh, What was this? This was the fourth floor by my count? Uh, Counting the lobby as the ground floor. So this is like the the fourth actual floor. Now we go up to what I think might be the fifth floor. Yeah, all right. Right off the bat, there's a grunt guarding uh, a really thin passage uh, down the east side of this floor, and there's a teleportation square. It's set up in a way that I, I might be able to coax this guard out of the way so that I can get past him, but only if he can see me from far away. So let's get far away from this guard and see if we can coax him out of that doorway so that I can get past him. Because if I just walk up to him now, um, I won't be able to... Yeah, let's see how we go. Yep! Oh, no! Okay. No, this still won't work. No. No. Because he is, yeah, it's hard to explain how this works, but I still can't get past him. Basically, because the teleportation square is blocking, blocking my way. Uh, anyway, show Team Rocket a little respect, says this this pesky pesky guard. Man, I kind of hate these episodes. Oh shit, he's only got one Pokémon. It's gonna be a big one. It's a Hypno, level 33. Go, Daniel K, level 34. Daniel K, we've only got... Oh, we've got two Surf's left. So Daniel K, used Surf... I don't know if this is going to kill it in one shot, because it's a comparable level to us. Um, critical Hit, it's not quite dead. Hypno used Headbutt. From 95 health, we go down to 82. And so let's use Water Gun to finish off the Hypno. Yeah, I don't really like... Oh, shit! Oh, he gets another Headbutt off on us. I thought that would kill it for sure, but it definitely didn't. We're down to 67 health. Use Water Gun again. Daniel K. Use Water Gun. This time for sure. This time for sure! Bang. Cool. Hypnophane. Daniel K. Gained 1,165 experience. I defeated the rocket. Uh, The rocket says, A cough, cough. And Daniel got money. Let's speak to the rocket again. Oh, which reminds me. Coughing evolves into wheezing. Okay, I guess it's just saying that because he coughed. That's cute. Alright, let's swap um, Let's swap Daniel K. out of first position. And let's put Johnny 5, shall we? No, Constantine's one level lower than Johnny 5, so let's put Constantine out first, and he can level a little bit. Yeah, I don't really like these... These, uh... These, like, Team Rocket Dungeon episodes, because they're so... They're so samey. It's just the same thing again and again. It's a bit like, um... When I'm in a cave, you know, it's just the same situation playing out again and again and again uh, for an hour. So I hope uh, I hope you guys don't mind it. I, it's a means to an end. Once this is done, we'll get to, you know, we'll get to explore new routes and stuff. Like we don't get any new Pokemon, you know. There's no random encounters here in this tower. The only Pokemon are um, ones I fight in trainer battles, and I can't I can't catch them. That's illegal. I'll be, uh, I'll be arrested by the Pokemon police for Pokemon theft. That would suck. Um, alright, so I can head west from the stairs, or I can head south from the stairs into a big conference room area. And there's something here on the table. It looks like a little clipboard. Let's see what happens when I select it. Oh, it's a Pokemon report. Four Pokemon evolve only when traded by Link Cable. Ah, oh, miserable. Okay, it doesn't list which Pokemon though. So let's see if I know them. It's the uh, the fighting Machoke into Machamp, right? That's one of them. And then there's Graveler into Golem, that's two. And then what else? I don't know if I know what else. Is it the clam one or is it a Dragonite? Yeah. I don't know if I know which which other ones. Wow, OK. Well, there you go. This one's really proven my Pokemon knowledge to be actually not that great. There's another report next to it. Let's see if this explains further. It is a Pokemon report. Over 160 Pokemon techniques have been confirmed. I guess that's TMs. Or maybe, no, not TMs. It's TMs and also moves learn naturally. There's a third report on this weird shape table. It's a Pokemon report. Pokemon Lab created Porygon, the first virtual reality Pokemon. Okay, cool. Alright, and there's a guy in the middle of this room. He isn't a Pokemon uh, Team Rocket Grunt, he just looks like a weird guy. So let's step in front of him, step in front of him, and see if he wants to fight us. Oh, he does. What? There shouldn't be any children here, says this person. I wonder what kind of person he is. Oh, a juggler. Juggler wants to fight. Juggler has two Pokemon. The first one being a Kadabra. Go, Johnny Five. And uh, use Slash on the Kadabra. Oh, no. It's Constantine. Okay. Well, use Headbutt. Constantine used Headbutt. Dead in one. Beautiful. Kadabra fainted. Constantine gained 900 experience. Juggler is about to use Mr. Mime. Oh, Mr. Mime. Will Daniel change Pokemon? Yes. Go, Johnny Five. And Juggler sent out Mr. Mime. Hello, Mr. Mime. That's an interesting Pokemon, isn't it, Mr. Mime? Yeah, real weird looking. Got curly shoes. Yeah, it's a crazy Pokemon. Anyway, Slash, twenty-five 5, years Slash. This Mr. Mime is now defeated in one shot. Critically hit, dead in one. Put it on a pair of socks. Johnny 5 gained experience. Daniel defeated the Juggler. What is the Juggler doing in the middle of this place? The Juggler says, oh goodness. Daniel gained a thousand bucks. Speak to the Juggler again. Hey, you're on five floor. It's a long way to my boss. Okay, so he's... He's part of Sylph Company. Alright, in this big conference room, there's an electrical gate which I can't get through, so let's just exit the conference room and the exit to the north. We're back up by the stairs, so let's head down the corridor to the west. And there's a teleportation square, which I'm not going to use. There's a scientist here. So I might just quickly swap Johnny Five into first position. And then uh, next to the Scientist, there's another electrical gate I can't get past, but there's also a path down south past the Scientist. So let's fight the Scientist, and then we'll head down south. Uh, we study Pokeball technology on this floor, says the Scientist. That's nice. Uh, For Pokemon, Scientist wants to find it. Scientist sent out Magneton, and it's defeated. And now Scientist is going to send out... Oh! Johnny five level 41 no moves scientist is about to use coughing and it is dead cool enemy coughing fainter. Johnny five gain experience now the scientist is about to use a wheezing here comes the wheezing and now it is defeated yep enemy wheezing fainted Johnny five gain 900 blah 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 experience scientist is about to use Magnemite and it's dead Okay, enemy Magnemite fainted. Johnny Five gained experience. Daniel defeated... Daniel, sorry, Daniel defeated the scientist, who says, oh, dang, blast it. Daniel got uh, money, 1,300 rich scientist dollars. Let me speak to the scientist again. We worked on the ultimate Pokeball, which you would catch anything with. Okay, cool. All right, we head down south through this corridor. There's another electrical door. Uh, and now there's a teleportation pad. And there's a Team Rocket person. And I can't get past unless I step on the teleportation pad. I can stand up next to the rocket and engage in combat with him. But to get past this place... Ah, I don't know. Let's just fight the rocket and then... Maybe this will be the first teleportation square I step on, huh? That'd be interesting. Interesting. Rocket says, Ah, oh, I heard a kid was wandering around. Yeah, it's-a me. I've got my team of Pokemon with me, and we're gonna defeat you, Rocket Grunt. The Rocket wants to fight. The Rocket has one Pokemon. The Rocket sent out an Arbok, and now Johnny Five has killed the Arbok. <clears throat> Arbok, friend, Johnny Five gained experience, a whole bunch of it, and I defeated the Rocket. Rocket says, Boom! Then I only got money, and we keep on talking to the Rocket. Hey, it's not smart to pick a fight with Team Rocket. Okay, cool. Well, call me an idiot then, because that's what I'm doing. Yeah, alright, so here's how it's going to work. I'm going to step onto this teleportation platform, and when it takes me to wherever it takes me, I'll step off it, and I'll step back on, and I'll be teleported back to where the platform is here, where I am now, but I'll be on the platform, so I'll step off the platform onto the other side of the platform, which I can't get to now without stepping on the platform. You all with me? Groovy. Alright, let's step on the platform. Oh, I'm teleported. Uh, I'm in a room with a scientist in it. Um, you know what? We might as well clear this place out and fight the scientist while we're here, because, you know, why not? Um, in the north of this room, there's an electrical door, and in the east, there's a thin corridor, and here in the middle of the room with some tables, there is a scientist, and I'm fighting the scientist, and the scientist says, "'Your Pokémon have weak points.'" I can nail them. Oh shit! This guy's gonna nail my Pokémon. What a what a bad scientist! The scientist wants to nail my Pokémon. Scientist sent out Voltorb. Daniel sent out Johnny Five, and now the Voltorb is dead. Yeah, enemy Voltorb fainted. Johnny Five gained experience, and now this uh, scientist is about to use coughing. or well, Daniel change Pokémon. No, out comes the coughing. Hello, coughing. And now Johnny5 has killed the coughing. So, uh. Johnny5 gained experience, and the scientist is about to use a magneton. Um. And now, Johnny5 has defeated the magneton. So, Johnny5 gained 966 experience points, and furthermore, Johnny5 has leveled up to level 42. No new moves, though. I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for earthquake, that would be nice, or magnitude, or some ground move, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Down on the feet of the scientist, I really haven't looked at the moveset though, I have no idea if, um... <laughs> the scientist says, oh, you hammered me! Yeah, I sure did. Yeah, me and Johnny Five really hammered this scientist. The scientist continues to talk. Exploiting weak spots does work, think about element types. Yeah, I sure did. All right, we go past the scientists to this thin corridor to the the east of this room. We go up north along this thin corridor. Oh. Oh, hey. And now here's some stairs. I don't even know what floor I'm in. Let's let's enter the lift. And now let's look at the control panel. Which floor do you want first? uh, 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. So there's no way of telling what floor we're on. This sucks. Unless we look in our map and it says on the map. Sylph company. No it doesn't say. Okay, well this is weird. I'm just going to I'm just going to leave a back to the teleportation pad. I'm going to step on the pad and I'm going to access that that place I couldn't get to before. Alright, stepped on the pad, now I'm on the pad, back where I was before I stepped on the pad, and now I'm gonna step down off the pad to the area where I couldn't get to. Now I'm walking along a very thin and long corridor. Oh, there's a Pokeball here! Let's pick up the, the item. Daniel found the card key! Oh, shit, has this just blown up this level wide open now? Oh, and the, the corridor keeps on going around, and now I'm behind that Team Rocket person who I tried to coax out of the corridor. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Alright, but I can't go that way because he's, uh, he's blocking the path. So we walk back up to the teleportation pad. We step on the teleportation pad. Uh, and now shall we... We're in that room where we defeated the scientist. This is the sort of shortcut room I took. Should we try opening this electrical gate which is in the north of this room? Bingo! The card key opened the door. Wow. And now we come in here. Oh, and there's nothing in this room. It's just empty. Ugh. Oh. Alright. Wow, there's so much of this dungeon. Okay, well, there's... I've stepped back on the teleportation pad, and I'm back uh, to where I was before I used the pad to get across the pad. And now here in this corridor, there's an an electrical door which I can open. Let's open the door. Bingo! The car key opened the door. And now there I'm in a room with an item on the ground and also a teleportation square. Daniel found T M 9 Okay. Item. Where are you? Candy, card key, T M 9 Booted up the TM. It contains Takedown. Okay. Teach Takedown to a Pokemon? No. Takedown might be something to teach to uh, Constantine to replace Headbutt. I think Takedown might do more damage than Headbutt. What do you guys reckon? Alright, we walk back up to uh, where the scientist who bragged about his special balls was... ...and there's the electrical door next to him, so let's open this door. Bingo! The card key opened the door. Now in here, it's a big empty room. Just gonna check for secret items here in the corners. No, there's nothing, but there is an item here in the middle of the room which I pick up. Daniel found protein! Protein! Alright, feed it to Sarah. Protein, use... Where are you, Sarah? Sarah's attack rose. Good on ya. All right, out we go. We'll go back to the northeast corner where the stairs were. So let's uh, let's use the stairs to go up to the next level. And okay, so the stairs are no longer in the northeast corner. They're kind of in the north, like the center of the north wall so it's almost as if we've gotten to a point where the, the Pokemon, th- this tower we're in, it should be like when you look at it, it should go straight up, and then there should be like a, a section of the tower which is over to the right a little bit, if you see what I mean, that's a bit weird anyway, there's a team rocket grunt guarding a door, like a, a passageway to the south if I go past him to the east there's another teleportation square and there's a long thin corridor which I'm, I'm going down to the south now I'm in the southern area of this floor and then there is uh another entrance to the same large room in the center which the top guard was guarding and but there is another guard also guarding this entrance. So let's go past him to the west. And now I'm in another corridor to the west of that big room. Oh! Hi everyone. Ah, ah, it's me. I'm just uh, Oh. Oh, got me. I'm just playing the first uh level of Doom 2. Ah, I'm in a What is this, a room made out of weird uh, HR Giga-style spine-like cables? Uh, A strangely triangular? Or maybe polygonal-shaped room with pillars uh, and a triangular-shaped staircase coming down? Man, that Pokemon episode, holy moly, it was getting real boring and samey. So I thought I'd just quickly interject with a couple uh, minutes worth of doom. Uh, As I look behind myself, I can see a big sort of cavern in the wall behind me where I spawned. I think I can run from the staircase. I haven't played this game in forever, but I think I remember I can run down the staircase uh, with the shift key and jump up onto onto this little platform here. So I think I've just found my first secret, and it is the chainsaw. Now I have 95 health and chainsaw. So uh, I I don't really remember this level that well, but hopefully there's some people nearby enough for me to to, uh, to put this chainsaw to some to, to miserable, horrific use. In the context of this fantasy violent video game. Alright, and we go around a corner. We're walking through grey sci-fi futuristic corridors. Uh, there's a, a door to the left. Let's open the door. And Oh shit, people are up on platforms. This is the worst situation I could possibly have found myself in. Oh, come on, come on. How do I get them down? Here we are. Oh, got them. Oh, I found the button which lowers the platforms. I'm on 78 health. Okay, I've dispatched those four. Uh- oh, another guy's coming in the room. Two guys from down in the uh, in the in the corridor which I entered through. All right, cool. Uh, yeah, this chainsaw's pretty good. Our secret is revealed. It was just in the like it wasn't really a, a secret. It's just in the corner of the room there was some armor and some health. My armor's now 100% and my health is 98. I'm going to keep on using the chainsaw. I think. Uh, we keep on walking down the corridor. Ahead of me, there's a room full of little uh, oh little health pickups. They do. A health bonus. They give me an extra health each time. I'm going to switch back to... Do I have a shotgun yet? No, i just got a handgun. I'm going to keep on using the handgun. The chainsaw's a bit... A bit dramatic, isn't it? Oh, there's a... Okay. That was a good choice. Because we've entered a large, brown-walled, cavernous room, and there are three imps in the end. Two of them out here with me. They're all firing fireballs. I just killed one of them. I'm dodging the fireballs because of how slow-moving they are. But one of the... I've just killed the second free imp. One of the three imps is uh, uh, trapped behind a cage. I've just killed him. Alright, I can't get into the cage, and they don't drop anything, which is a bit of a bummer. Okay, oh, there's a guy up there. Wow, he must have been like, I don't know, just dicking about up there, because he had a clear shot at me when I was killing those imps. Yeah, he was up on an, an elevated platform in this room. I'm going to click a switch, and now the elevator platform is lowered. I've picked up a little... Oh, shit, there's a fucking imp up here with me now. Ah! Ah, Ah, a secret is revealed I click a switch I don't know what I did yeah that was that would have been the perfect opportunity if I was like a full-on good doom player I would have quickly switched out to the chainsaw to dispatch that imp immediately but uh, I'm not Uh, so I just handgunned him I handgunned him to death and it took forever and it was no good Um, so the exit is in this room. I can see the there's a door with exit marked on it But I just clicked a switch. So let me look around. I think I can see behind a pillar. There's a door Open to the outside world. A secret is revealed. I've got a secret and there's a crowd of three imps here and there's a shotgun There we are one imp is dead two imps are dead. Oh, I missed that imp entirely and now all three of the imps are dead Uh, And there's like a pool of water here. It's real blue I can get in the water. I wasn't expecting that. I thought it would be like invisible wall time. Maybe playing Rending of Siataka has me used to like water being invisible wall. Is there like... Are there more secrets? This is a really secret saturated environment. And it's a nice small map too. I I know like the exit is just around the corner. So I can spend a bit of time maybe trying to look for... What? Pits in the water to fall down? No, there's not. Alright. So this has been... I'm just going to walk back into this big ugly looking complex big green rusty walls of whatever this this compound is and now inside it's all dirt walls and high vaulted ceilings and, uh, and the dead bodies of imps which i've slain so i think that's it i think i'm just gonna go into the exit i open oh and there's like i thought that was gonna finish the game but there's like ammo and health and now there's a button on the wall i think is the the finish game button hey entryway was the name of the level i just played and it's finished Secrets! Only 60% of secrets! Wow! Kills 100%, items 100%, but secrets 60%. Wow. Alright, okay, back to Pokemon, ladies and gentlemen. And now I'm in another corridor to the west of that big room, and there's an electrical gate which I'm opening. Bingo! The card key opened the door, and there's all kinds of items in here. Daniel found HP up. Let's give that to Sarah. Uh uh, 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 HP up. Use on Sarah. Sarah's health rose. And there's another item down here which I'm going to pick up. Daniel found X accuracy. Okay, that'll be good to sell. How's Sarah's health doing? 159 health. She's got. And now we go back out into the corridor. There's a scientist here in the corridor. We'll speak to the scientist. Oh, that rotten president. Yeah. Topical. He shouldn't have sent me to the Tixie branch. The Tixie branch? Okay, sure, whatever. Uh Uh-huh. And here's the scientist. Wow, five Pokemon. Jesus. First one's a Voltorb, and it's dead. And uh, the second one's a coughing. And, uh... Yeah, and it's dead. And now the third one is... A magneton and it's dead and uh, yeah now the fourth one is a magnemite and it's dead too and now the uh, what the last one the fifth one maybe I got my counting wrong it's a copping and it's dead great and now the scientist has been defeated Johnny 5 gain experience I defeated the scientist the scientist says oh shoot Daniel got a bunch of money and the scientist says Tixie branch It's in Russian. No man's land. What the fuck is this guy talking about? Jesus Christ. He said, oh, that damn president. He shouldn't have sent me to Tixie Branch. And now I've defeated him. He says, oh, shoot. And then I speak to him again. He says, Tixie Branch, it's in Russian. No man's land. What the fuck is this? Anyway, we go past him, and there's a uh, an empty room in the northwest corner of this map, but with a teleportation square in the middle. So I think it's time to uh, to explore this big, big room in the middle of this map by uh, by stepping in front of this grunt guard and fighting him. Uh, I'm one of the four Rocket Brothers," says this says this Team Rocket grunt. Okay, sure. Rocket wants to fight. Rocket sent out Machop. Hello, Machop. Machop's dead. Mm hmm. And, uh, go, Johnny Five. Got experience. Rocket is about to use Machoke. Jesus, it's a Machoke. I don't like Machokes. Who should we swap? Let's swap it out to Mr. Tolly. Mr. Tolly, you can exact your, uh, your Mr. Thornton revenge on this Machoke. Go, Mr. Tolly. Let's let this play out in real time. Wing attack. Mr. Tolley used Wing attack on this level 29 Machoke. And with one smash of its wing, the Machoke is not quite dead yet. <laughs> well, Mr. Tolly, you got one wing left. You better make it count, my friend. Wing attack. Mr. Tolly is wing attack. And with the left wing, we break the Machoke in half. And it is super effective, and the Machoke is fainted. And Mr. Tolly gains experience. And then the feet of the Rockets. The first of four Rocket Brothers. The Rocket says, Oh, flame out. Holy shit. Uh, is this really, honestly, a fan- like, a Fantastic Four parody? These four brothers? I know, uh, the Fantastic Four aren't all brothers, but they are a kind of family unit, aren't they? And one of them goes flame on all the time. And then this defeated rocket says, flame out, and is one of four brothers. Daniel got money. We speak to the rocket again. No matter. My brothers will avenge me. Oh, just like I avenged you. The circle of avenging continues. It's a real sympathy for. Um. Uh, blah, blah, blah. I was trying to think. Which is. What's a. Yeah, I guess Old Boy is the movie where uh, he's avenged for avenging someone. He's avenging someone and he's gotten a vengeance on him. And then there's Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance and Sympathy for Lady Vengeance. And I remember, I've watched them, but I don't remember. Like, they're all about getting revenge, but I don't know if they're about getting revenge for someone who's revenged you already for a wrongdoing you did them. So that's kind of what the situation is, which is playing out now here in this Pokemon like, Alright, in the room, there's an enormous horseshoe-shaped conference table, but there are people around it. Uh, there's two people here. I don't know if they're going to fight me if I speak to them. Let's try oh dear oh dear help me please okay he doesn't want to fight me let's speak to the lady next to him look at him he's such a coward okay cool uh, let's go past there's another guy here they must have targeted sylph for our Pokemon products this is actually kind of this is like a hostage situation it's kind of uh, dramatic what's going on all right there's another guy here uh, the Rockets came and they took over our building and now here's a lady She says, Team Rocket is trying to conquer the world with Pokemon. Okay, and now we're back in the southern exit of this this boring, pointless room. Just the hostage room. And there's another guard here. Let's let's fight this guard. Probably one of the four brothers. You dare betray Team Rocket? No. When did I I ever pledge my allegiance to Team Rocket? No. So how is this a betrayal? Rocket wants to fight. Rocket sent out Zubat and the Zubat has fainted. Well done, Johnny Five. Good slashing. You only got two of them slashes left. So better, better make them count on these two Pokemon which are left in this person's party. Well done on change Pokemon. No, Rocket sent out Zubat. Actually, let's use a Swift to dispatch this Zubat. All right, we use a Swift, and gosh, the Zubat has fainted. Enemy Zubat fainted. Johnny Five gains three hundred and twenty-four experience points. Rocket is about to use Golbat. All right, this this Golbat's going to be worth a slash. Rocket sent out Goldbat, and now Johnny5 a Slash, and it's dead. Cool. Enemy Goldbat fainted. Johnny5 gained a whole bunch of experience, and furthermore, Johnny5 grew to level 43. Uh, no, no rock moves or ground moves, though. Daniel defeated the Rocket. Man. The Rocket says, Oh, you traitor. Daniel got 840 bucks. I guess he's not one of the brothers. If you stand for justice, you betray evil. Oh! Alright, so he's trying to justify his insane gibberings that he did before by saying, just because I stand for justice, I have betrayed evil. That's weird. Uh, try a bit harder next time, uh, Pokemon video game dialogue writers. I'm not impressed by that interaction. Let's go upstairs. Alright. Uh, first off, right in front of me. Uh, oh, wow. Okay, the, so the stairs are in the, like, hard up against the northeast corner this time. So if we were looking at this uh, this building from the outside it would go straight up for a while and then one of the floors would jut out to the right, but then the top the floor above that would be back in line with the rest of the building. So that's what this building should look like from the outside. Um, Alright, so there's a Pokemon person here, uh, or there's an electrical door we can go to first. Let's do that bingo I open the electrical door and we explore in here oh there's an item on the ground nice Daniel found T 3 let's see what T M 3 is okay there's our items and here's T M 3 booted up a TM and it contain swords dance okay I guess that that increases what your accuracy I think so I don't think that's really worth having right, there's another electrical door Bingo, which I've opened. On the other side, there's a Team Rocket person and there's a teleportation square. So let's uh, step in front of this person. A child intruder? <laughs> that must be you, says this Team Rocket person. And we're in a fight. Good, good, oh, great. This again, two Pokemon. Ah, first one's a Sand Go get him, Johnny5. Level 43, Sand Slash. We, we'll kill it with the Swifts and it's fainted. Cool. Sand Shrew Fainer, Johnny Five, blah blah blah. Rocket is about to use a Sand Slash. Well, that'll change Pokemon. Yes, sir. Yes, indeed. I can't use Keith and Andy because Sand Slash. is Sand Slash, like, ground is strong against poison, and Keith and Andy is half poison. So let's send out Daniel K. Rocket sent out Sand Slash. I send out Daniel K. The Seedra. Daniel K is going to use a water gun, and kill the Sand Slash. Water gun, Daniel K, and the Sand Slash is fainted. Cool. Enemy sand slash faint, Daniel K gained experience, and Daniel defeated the rocket, who says, Fine! I lost. <laughs> I like him. He was just like, Fine, I lost. Let's keep talk to him again. Go on home before my boss gets ticked off. Okay. Yeah, he, he was an alright guy for a rocket. We're not going to go on the teleportation pad. We're going to go back up to where the stairs are. We're going to defeat this rocket. Oh my god, they're... Thick as thieves, listeners. They're just everywhere, swarming all over this building. Hi, I'm one of the four Rocket Brothers. Great. Hey, you know what? This guy's defeated too. Bang. Done. He had two cube bones, and I defeated them both. One with Johnny Five, and one with Daniel K. And Daniel K leveled up to level 35, and Daniel defeated the Rocket, one of the four Rocket Brothers, and he says, "Ah, brothers, I lost." I got money, I speak to him again. Doesn't matter, my brothers will repay the favour. Okay. Alright, so past him there's a a thin corridor to the south, or there's a small room to the west with a Team Rocket person in it. Uh, Let's keep on going down the corridor to the south. There we go, here we go. Oh, it it hooks around to the west, we go along it. And now it opens up into a larger room with a scientist in. Uh, Let's swap Sarah... To First position And we'll fight this scientist Da 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 He 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 They say You mistook me for a sylph worker I mean you are aren't you It's a scientist Maybe it's a a team rocket scientist Scientist wants to fight They've got two Pokemon First one's an electrode One of those big big Pokeball looking things Go Sarah And the electrode is now dead Alright Groovy Enemy electrode fainted Sarah gain experience scientist is about to use muck well then'll change Pokemon yeah go mr. Constantine Scientist sent out muck I sent out Emperor Constantine and the mucks dead cool Constantine gain experience oh oh Constantine grew level 40 and Danil defeated the scientist well done Constantine scientist says oh I'm done and I got a bunch of money. I speak to the scientist. Despite your age, you are a skilled trainer. Thank you, you duplicitous scientist. Holy fuck! Holy fuck! Oh my god, listeners! Our rival! Our rival, Jack the rival! Jack the rival is here. He's. I can see him in another room. I can. I'm gonna go fuck his day right up. No more room for items. Okay, cool. Uh, what can we get rid of? I, I'm in the. I'm in a room with an item in it, just past that uh, scientist. But in the room next to this room, to the north, there's Jack, our rival. What do we get rid of? Uh, Maybe the X accuracy we can drop on the ground. Toss. Is it okay to toss the accuracy? Yeah, threw away the X accuracy. Grab. Got it. Daniel found calcium. Feed it to Sarah. Use calcium on Sarah. Sarah's special rose. Alright. Alright, 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 alright. Alright, I've got to go all the way around the map. Jesus, I'm walking around, I'm walking around. Uh, And now I go into... Okay, so this small room which I didn't go into before, I need to walk in front of a Team Rocket person before I can get to where I think I can get to Jack. So let's step in front of this Rocket person and fight them. Man, I'm coming for you, Jack. Oh, man. I'm going to mess his day right up. Oh-ho! I smell a little rat, says this Team Rocket person. Okay. Wow, four Pokemon. Uh, rocket sent out radicate. Wow, that'll explain why you smell rats. Go, Sarah. Kill the Radicate. Oh, the Radicate's dead. Enemy Radicate fainted. Sarah gain experience. Rocket's about to use Arbok. Okay, we can... You know what? The Rocket's defeated. Beautiful. Cool. He had gold bats. He had our box, and uh, and now they're all all fainted. And I defeated that rocket. Uh, the rocket says, "Up, oh, lights out." Daniel got money. We continue speaking to the rocket. Hey, you won't find my boss just scurrying around. Cool. All right. So past him to the south, there's an electrical door. Uh, and to the oh shit, I can't get to Jack. I have to tell that he's walled in. I need to teleport to where he is. God damn! All right. Oh, well. Um, okay. So let's go. Let's go through. We'll open this electrical door with our key card. And there's a, a woman here who is not going to fight us. Yeah, she's not going to fight us. You. It's really dangerous here. You came to save me? Well, you can't. All right. And there's a guy in here too. Hey, it would be bad if Team Rocket took over Sylph. Or a Pokémon, okay? Is that all there is in this weird room? I know there's one more guy down here in the corner. Team Rocket was after the Master Ball, which will catch any Pokémon. Ah, uh, yeah. I guess it stands to reason that's what they would want. Okay, we're gonna go up another level. Jesus, this is unreasonably large. This this dungeon. <sighs> There's a, a team rocket guy who we we're getting in a fight with just in front of the stairs. Hey, that's as far as you'll go. Oh, and now I've defeated him. Cool. Radata fainted. Had eradicate, a, a radata, a Zubat, and a gold And now he's dead. <laughs> he personally is lying on the ground dead. And with his his last breath <laughs> he wheezes out Uh not enough grit Danel got money and oh he's got one more last thing to say before his spirit leaves his body. He says, oh, If you don't turn back, I'll call for backup. Ugh, and now he's dead. Um, cool. Uh, we go down south through the middle of this floor. Oh, there's another rocket. I'm not going to fight them just yet. I'm going to go have a look around here. Oh, there's some beds. Can I sleep in the beds? No, this is just an empty room for no reason. All right, we go back down to this southern corridor. We could just walk past this rocket. I don't know if I care enough about him to fight him. Okay. We're in a long, tall room. To the west of it, there is an electrical door, which I've just opened. And here in the long, tall room, before I exit, I'll say, I can see there are two teleportation things, and there's a scientist. Now, here in this room, I just oh, accessed, there's another teleportation thing, and there's a guy up here. And the guy says, oh, I wonder if Sylph is finished. Okay uh all right so let's uh let's go back and kill the scientist and now he's dead enemy electrode fainted yeah he had an electrode and a, um, a grimer uh he started this altercation by saying oh you're causing team rocket some problems and now he says huh oh, I lost and uh, I got some money and he goes on to say so what do you think of Sylph buildings maze I think it sucks personally Um. Yeah, all right. Oh look down here and there's the, the do I really need to fight everyone fuck it Yes, I do hey buddy. I'm one of the four rocket brothers. I'm glad I fought you <sighs> oh, Look it's a team rocket member three Pokemon rocket wants to fight rocket sent out wheezing and it's fainted Yep. enemy wheezing fainted Sarah gained experience. Oh and Sarah grew to level 46. Rockers is about to use Gold Bat. Will I change Pokemon? Yeah, yeah, go, Constantine. And now Constantine, oh, he's fighting the Gold Bat, and the Gold Bat's fainted. Alrighty. Constantine gained experience, and the Rockers is about to use a coughing. Will Daniel change Pokemon? No, Constantine gets back into it. Oh, he's swinging and he's punching, and now the coughing is fainted. Groovy enemy coughing pain and constantly gain experience dental defeat of the rocket The rocket says "Woo, my brothers and <laughs> These guys they're brother obsessed bunch of real brother heads Hey, I'll leave you up to my brothers. Okay Great let's go back up and go up the stairs again. Oh my god. There's another staircase up This is insane Alright, so here by the staircase on this floor, there's an electrical gate, which I've opened. I go down and... Oh, okay. This is the room with the scientist in uh, and the teleportation pad, which I used to get to the other side of that teleportation pad place. Great, I've already cleared this part of the ma Oh, fuck, fuck. I stepped in front of a guy. That always gives me a little bit of the willies. Hey, I'm one of the four Rocket Brothers. My friend, you are the last surviving Rocket Brother. And he, your family is not long for this world. It's uh, <laughs> your progeny, your your uh, your line is about to be snuffed out by Sarah, the Nidoqueen. Rocket sent out Golbat. Sarah killed the Golbat, and uh, now Rocket sends out a Drowsy. Oh, will change Pokemon. No, stay out there, Sarah. Shit. Even though Drowsy is strong against because Sarah, Sarah's part poison. we we're, we're just gonna got a power on through it. Sarah used uh, the drowsy killing move, and the drowsy is dead. Enemy drowsy fainted. Sarah gained 612 experience points, um, and the rocket is about to use a hypno. Let's let's uh, let's change uh, out to... Let's say Mr. Tolly. Mr. Tolly can, can fight this hypno. Oh, here's the hypno. We go, Mr. Tolly, my bird friend. I fly around and peck it on the head. Oh, good job, and now it's dead. Nicely done. Enemy hypnotized. Mr. Tolly again experience. Daniel defeated the Rocket. The last of the brothers. He collapses to the ground. His his uh his um his Pokemon, his votive beings that uh, that contain his soul have all been killed, and now he his lifeblood is ebbing out of his body as he lies on the ground, defeated. Wag, Brothers, I lost. Daniel got money. Let's speak to him as he expires. Oh, my brothers! They will avenge me! Oh! <laughs> you don't have the heart to tell him the truth. Alright, next to this dickhead there's a, an electrical gate. Bingo! I open, I open the gate with the card key. We go through, and there's a room. Ah! There's a room with beds, and there's a woman here. I speak to the woman. Oh, you look tired. You should take a quick nap, says the woman. Don't give up, she says, and now I think all my Pokemon are healed. Awesome, that's exactly what I needed. Okay, let's put Daniel K. back out into first position. He can do some levelling. Level up a bit higher than 35, please, Daniel K. Alright, to the north up here, there's a little empty space, but to the west, there's an electrical door. Now, child Dan is feeding me information from the back of my head where he lives. I think we're in the right spot to advance to uh, the jack fight. We've gone through this electrical door, which I just opened, and there's a, a guard here, which I'm going to fight now, and who is now defeated. Cool. Uh, he had a matchup, a Grimer, and uh, something or other, and uh, Emperor Constantine has grew to level 41. Daniel defeated the Rocket. Uh, he uh, he started the fight by saying, "Oh, your Pokemon seem to really love you," and then we fought, and now he says, "Gah!" And then Daniel got some money. He continues to speak. If I had started as a trainer at your age, dot, dot, dot. Yeah, he's regretting his Team Rocket ways, I think. Or maybe he just wants to be better at Team Rocket crimes. Uh, let's go... Uh, let's use this teleportation square, which is here in front of me. I think I remember this one being the one. Yeah. whoop, 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 whoop. And now we're in a big room with a scientist and an item. Let's pick up the item. Daniel found the Hyper Potion. That's nice. Um, let's put Johnny Five out in first position, and let's fight the Scientist. Maybe that wasn't the right... Maybe that wasn't the right teleportation square. Maybe I'm wrong. Anyway, uh, I support Team Rocket more than I support Sylph, said the Scientist. Ooh... Maybe there's like some coup backstory here where the scientists are pissed off at the president of the Sylph Company or something or other or something. I don't know. Scientist wants to find scientists sent out electrode. The electrode is defeated by Johnny Five. And uh the next Pokemon in the barrel is a wheezing. then oh, Daniels will change Pokemon. No! And now the Wheezing is defeated by Johnny Five. And uh Johnny 5 gained experience and I defeated the scientist. <sighs> you really got me, says the scientist. Okay. So, um. I can keep on exploring this area I find myself in, but I'm actually gonna teleport back to where I was. And we're gonna go up to the very last. the very last floor. Is that sane? Maybe this is the right one, and, like, kid, kid Dan is right. This is the right way to go, and we should just keep exploring where this place leads. So we've got to open up this electrical door. Bingo. The card key, open the door. <clears throat> where are we? We're in a room. Uh, I can open up another door, which I've just done. And have I defeated this person already? Okay, yeah, I'm on, I'm on a floor I've already been to. But uh, let's just start Let's just fucking start stepping on these things Oh fuck, it happened It did, it happened There's Fuck I, I didn't even I didn't even step in front of him I just stepped nearer to him He can't see me, I'm not in his line of sight He says, what kept you, Dan'l?" And now he's walking up to me Like a swaggery dick And Jack says, ah, ha, ha ha I thought you'd turn up If I waited here I guess Team Rocket has slowed you down not that I care, says Jack. I saw you in Saffron, so I decided to see if you got better. And now I'm fighting Jack! We're gonna fight Jack. I don't even know who's in first place. Is Daniel K in first position? Oh shit, he's got five Pokemon. Jack wants to fight. Jack sent out Pidgeot. Wow, level 37! <gasps> Go Johnny 5 level 43. Okay, this is fine. This this fight is no problem. Johnny 5 use slash. I'm not gonna cut anything. This is gonna play out in real time, listeners. Critical hit. It's uh, almost dead. One more shot. Pidgeot used wing attack, but that's fine. That's You can do that all day and all night. I got hit points for days. It did almost no damage. I've used a swift. I uh, defeated the first Pokemon in the uh, in the Jack party. Uh, and Johnny Five gained a whole ton of experience. Jack is about to use Gyarados. What shall we do, listeners? Will we change Pokemon? Yes. Who's our counter for Gyarados? It's not Sarah because Sarah is ground. It can't be Johnny Five. Um, it might need to be. So that leaves Mr. Tolly, Keith, and Andy, or Constantine. I think it's got to be Mr. Tolly. There's no like type effectiveness here. Johnny Five, come back. Go, Mr. Tolly. As long as uh, Gyarados... It, it's pretty much our level, too. It's 38 and I'm 40. Uh, we're going to use Fly. Mr. Tolly flew up into the sky. As long as it doesn't have any ice moves, I think it's alright. Gyarados tried to bite me, but it missed. Mr. Tolly used Fly. We peck it on its big dragon head. Gyarados finally used Bite. From 132, we go down to 108. Okay, but we got it to almost half health, but not quite half health. So we're going to use Fly again. Mr. Tolly flew up high. Gyarados used Bite. Gyarados' attack missed. Mr. Tolly used Fly, and it, yep, not quite dead. Gyarados used Bite. We go down to 86 health now. So we're gonna use Fly one last time. One last Fly. Mr. Tolly flew up high. Gyarados used Bite. Gyarados' attack missed, and Mr. Tolly used Fly, and Mr. Tolly's attack missed. Hydro Pump. <gasps> hydro Pump from 86 health. What does Hydro Pump do to our 86 health listeners? It goes down. It goes down. It goes down. It goes down. It goes down to 24. Fight. Will a quick attack kill it? Will a quick attack kill it? Will a quick attack kill this Gyarados? If this quick attack doesn't kill this Gyarados... No, I should use wing attack. It's much more powerful than quick attack. And I know that I'm faster than the Gyarados, so I'm going to get a shot off first. I'm going to wing attack it. I'm going to do it. Click. Click. Mr. Tolly used Wing Attack. It didn't miss. It didn't miss. And we've killed the Gyarados with a critical hit, motherfucker. Oh my gosh. Mr. Tolly gained 1,741 experience points. Jack is about to use Growlithe. (sighs) Will Daniel change Pokemon? Yes. Sarah is definitely going to kill this Growlithe. Although... Daniel K could probably kill the Growlithe and get a ton of experience. Yeah, go go, Daniel K. Prove yourself. Trial by literal fire. Growlithe, level 35. Daniel K, level 35. We have type type effectiveness against it. We use Surf. Daniel K used Surf. This is definitely this little dog's number. We've got it. Come on. Come on, come on, come on. Dead. Dead in one. Super effective. Good job, Daniel K. Growlithe fainted. Daniel K gained 682 experience points. It should be much more than that. Jack is about to use Alakazam. Well, Dan will change Pokemon. Yup. Um, we can't send out Sarah because she's poisonous. Constantine is going to fight the Alakazam. Ooh. Uh, what a big moustache. It's got one normal spoon and one bent spoon both held above its head. We're going to use Headbutt. Enemy Alakazam starts this altercation off with a Psybeam. That's a strong move, I know, listeners, but it only did not very much damage. We're down to 126 health of 139. Constantine used headbutt. Bang. We take away more than half its health. Another headbutt will do it. Side beam again from the Alakazam. But, buddy, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Critical hit. It doesn't matter. 102 health left. It's not very effective. Constantine became confused. Constantine is confused. Constantine used headbutt, and we killed the Alakazam. <laughs> Great! Alakazam fainted. Constantine gained a bunch of experience. Jack is about to use Venusaur. Well, then I'll change Pokemon. Yes, we can't use Sarah, who's Ground. We should. We should be using Mr. Tolly, but he's on 24 health. Um, we can't use. Let's use Keith and Andy. Jack sent out Venusaur. Oh, Venusaur is the fourth, the third evolution. I thought Venusaur. I was getting Venusaur mixed up with Ivysaur. Fuck, Keith and Andy, I'm sorry, I screwed up. You shouldn't be in this fight. It's half poison, isn't it? Does it have any poison moves, I wonder? Maybe it doesn't. Maybe we can kill it with acid. Keith and Andy, I know you're listening to this and you think that I'm the dumbest man in the world. This Venusaur is the third evolution of Bulbasaur. It has five levels on us. It's probably half poison, just like we're half poison, and so it's strong against us. We're gonna try our luck with an acid. Should we try our luck with a sleep powder? Maybe it's immune to sleep. Do you think it's immune to sleep? We'll just see what acid does to it. We'll see what acid does to it. Enemy Venusaur used poison powder. It didn't affect Keith and Andy because I was born and bred in that Briar Patch, motherfucker. Keith and Andy used acid. (gasps) What's it do? What's it do to Venusaur? Oh, it's not very effective. Not very effective. It did a fraction of its health. We have to switch Pokémon. Who can we send out? Who can we send out? We have to send out Constantine. Keith and Andy, come back. Go, Constantine. You're the same level, pretty much. Venusaur used Vine Whip. From 102 health, we go down to 87. And we use Psychic. Constantine used Psychic. Is it part poison? Are Venusaur's part poison? Yes, motherfucker, they are. It's super effective. It's dead. Oh, yes. Yes. Keith and Andy gained 891 experience for that, and Constantine gained 891, and Daniel defeated Jack. Oh, it's over! I lost count. I thought we had another Pokémon to go. Oh my god! Ooh, I I got caught up in that excitement. Jack says, "Aho, so you are ready for Boss Rocket?" Daniel got 2,600 bucks for winning. Jack says, "Well, Daniel, I'm moving on up ahead." Ah. Oh. By checking my Pokédex, I'm starting to see what's strong and how they evolve. I'm going to the Pokémon League to boot out the Fantastic Four. I'll become the world's most powerful trainer. Okay, buddy. Dan'l. well, good luck to you. Don't sweat it. Smell ya. And now off he goes. Alright, so is there another fight after this? I've got to backtrack back to the the health station and heal my Pokémon, so I'll, I'll cut back to this point. In uh, just a second, listeners. All right, we're back at the point where we left. Uh, There's a guy here in the room where Jack was. We're going to speak to this guy. Oh, hi. You're not a rocket. You came to save us? Oh, why, thank you. I want you to have this Pokemon for saving us. Daniel got... Oh, sorry. Daniel got Lapras. Do you want to give a nickname to Lapras? Yeah, sure. Lapras. Um... I don't know what to call this Lapras. Um, I'm going to name it Marmaluke. Yeah. M-A-M-E-L-U-K-E. Marmaluke. Done. Alright. There's no more room uh, for the Pokémon. Marmaluke was sent to Pokémon box number one on PC. It's Lapras, says this guy I'm speaking to. It's very intelligent. We kept it in our lab, but it will be much better off with you. I think you'll be a good trainer for the Lapras. It's a good swimmer. It'll give you a lift. Okay, cool, buddy. All right, let's walk past him to this next square. We go up the square. Oh, shit. We're in a different tile set altogether, listeners. What is this? There's a grunt blocking our way before we get to, what, the main boss of this entire establishment? I guess... Guess we're going to fight this guy. Johnny Five's in first position. That's a good That's a good bet. Yep. It's just a regular old Rocket, I guess. Stop right there. Don't you move, says the Rocket. Man, this has been going forever, and I am sweating like a pig. Rocket wants to fight. Three Pokemon. First a Cubone, and it's dead. Yep. Johnny Five gained experience. Next up is a Drowsy, and it's dead. Great. And, uh... Johnny 5 gain experience. And Johnny 5. I grew to level 44. Rocket is about to use Marowak. Well, Daniel change Pokemon? Yeah. Hey, let's feed some experience to. We can't send Keith and Annie because Marowak is ground type. Yeah. So Daniel K. Rocket then out Marowak. Level 32. Go Daniel K. Level 35. Use Surf. Daniel K. Use Surf. I don't like the look of the Marowaks. The sprite's a bit dumb. Just my opinion. Super effective dead in one. Marowak feyna, Daniel K, gain 849 experience and Daniel defeated the Rocket. Rocket says, no, don't, please. I got some money. We keep on speaking. So, you want to see my boss? Yeah, I do. All right. So let's open up. Bingo. The card key. Open the door. Now, I don't really remember what kind of Pokemon what kind of Pokemon this guy has it's going to be ground type I think ground and normal is what my brain is telling me so Johnny 5 is probably an okay choice to have out so let's step up oh it's starting to rain I hope that hissing isn't too loud for you listeners ah Danil so we meet again okay it's this guy who had the Kangaskhan and the uh and the uh Rhyhorn Rhydon whatever ah Danil Ah, oh, Danel, so we meet again. The president and I are discussing a vital business propos- proposition. Keep your nose out of growing up matters or experience a world of pain. And now he steps up to us and we're fighting. It's the gu- it's uh, Giovanni, is his name, I think. Yes, yeah, Giovanni again. Hello. Giovanni wants to fight for Pokémon. Giovanni sent out N- Nidorino. Cool. A normal type, more poison type Pokemon, so my ground type Johnny 5 will be super effective against him if I had a ground type move, which I don't, so it needs to be Slash. Johnny 5 use Slash. And it is a critical hit, and it is a dead in one. Enemy Nidorino feigned. Johnny 5 gained 934 experience points. Giovanni is about to use Kangaskhan. Will Daniel change Pokemon? No. Keep it up, Johnny 5. Hello, Kangaskhan. Just a normal type Slash. Johnny 5 used Slash, and it is a critically hit but not quite dead. Kangaskhan used Rage from 140 health. We go down, down we go to 134. It did 6 damage. Another Slash should do this. Johnny 5 used Slash, and the Kangaskhan is a dead. Johnny 5 gained a ton of experience. Giovanni is about to use Rhyhorn. Hold well, down on change Pokemon. Yeah, Rhyhorn is ground type. So once again, we can't send out Keith and Andy. Let's do Daniel K again. Giovanni sent out Rhyhorn. Hello, Rhyhorn, level 37. Enough, 25. Go, Daniel K, level 35. Cedra. use Surf. Daniel K, use Surf. Even though it's a higher level, I'm faster than it, because I guess it's a big, slow-moving rhinoceros kind of thing. Dead in one. Super effective. Well done, Daniel K. Rhyhorn, Fainer, Daniel K gained 1,069 experience. Giovanni is about to use Nino Queen. Nidoqueen. Will Daniel change Pokemon? Will Daniel change Pokemon? No! Daniel K, you're gonna defeat the Nidoqueen. Giovanni Santa Nidoqueen. Because it's t- it's ground. It's level 41. We're level 35. We're gonna use Surf. Daniel K use Surf. We're faster than the Nidoqueen. We use Surf. The level 41 Nidoqueen goes down past half health. It's nearly dead. It's super effective. Nidoqueen uses Tail Whip. Oh my gosh, Daniel K, you're going to get such an injection of experience. You're going to blow up like a balloon full of experience. It's going to be the most memorable experience of your life because of all the experience you're going to get now. Enemy Nidoqueen fainted the 3rd level evolution 1704 experience. Wow. And of course, Daniel K grew to level 36 and Daniel defeated Giovanni. <sighs> He says, "Ah, oh, I lost again." And Dan'l got four thousand fifty-nine experience. No money for winning. Same thing. Oh blast it all! You ruined our plans for Sylph. But Team Rocket will never fail. Dan'l never forget that all Pokémon exist for Team Rocket. I must go, but I shall return. Off he goes. All right, let's let's speak to the. Uh, oh, there's a lady here next to the president. The Secretary, thank you for rescuing all of us. We admire your courage. Okay, thanks lady. And now I walk around this circular desk and I speak to the President. The President. The President. Thank you for saving Sylph. Ah, oh, I'll never forget you saved us in our moment of peril. I have to thank you in some way. Oh, because I'm rich, I can give you anything. Here, maybe this will do. Oh, you have no room for this. Shit. Um... Herm, herm, herm. Ah. Um, maybe let's just chuck out sword dance. Yeah? Where are we? TM-09, booted up a TM, it contained a takedown. No, 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 no. TM-03, booted up a TM, it contained swords dance. Teed swords dance? No, TM-03, toss it out. Is okay to toss TMO3? Yes, it is. Threw away TMO3. I don't want swords dance. All right. Buddy, load me up with your balls. Oh, I'll never forgot you saved us. Yep. Yep. Because I'm rich, I can give you this ball. Here, maybe this will do. Daniel got the master ball. I mean, Daniel. Okay, I speak to him again. You can't buy that anywhere. It's our secret prototype master ball. It'll catch any Pokemon without fail. You should be able... You should, be quite, or you should be quiet about using it, though. Okay, cool. All right, listeners. We're done. We've cleared out this entire area. Um, yeah. So, I know that there were probably... There were probably a bunch of rooms we didn't get around to exploring because we didn't open them up with the uh, electrical thing, our key card. But if we can be bothered doing that, we'll do it at the beginning of next... Uh, of the next episode Um, so for now let's just take the teleporters back and we will get into the lift and take the lift to the ground floor There we are in the lift which floor do you want? first floor, which is the ground floor bing bong there we go and now here we are in the cavernous lobby And now we exit back out into the street where I'll finish this episode. Wow. It is... Oh, and there are people out in the street again. There's a guy here on the street. Yeah, Team Rocket's gone. Oh, it's safe to go out again. Okay, cool. Yeah, and now I'll save the game. Would you like to save the game? Yes. Now saving. Dan, I'll save the game. And now Daniel switched off the game. Phew. All right. Uh, Thanks for joining me on another really, really long episode. I'm sorry about how long it is. Uh, And I'm sorry, Editor Dan, about how all the editing you're going to need to be doing because of how long this episode was. Uh, But despite that, hey, why don't you guys stick around for another chapter of the Moominland Midwinter Daniel K. Let's Read segment? Why not? I mean, I know it's been ungodly long this episode, but hey, why not pile on the length? Just a little bit more length, and then it'll be just perfect. Just unbearably long. That's what this episode will be. And now, speaking of unbearable, it's time for me to go lie down for a bit. Bye, everyone. See ya. Bye. Hi hey everyone. Wow. Uh, sorry for this being such a long and samey episode. But I've probably apologised enough, haven't I? Because I was deeply self conscious about it all the way through. And then I also stuck that little extra segment in the middle where I said, Oh, jeez, Pokemon's boring. Time to uh, sh- shoot a pretend gun in this video game, Doom 2. Bang, bang, bang. Ooh, ooh, bang, bang. So you're probably sick to death of me saying sorry about this episode. So sorry about that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, it's time to get on with another chapter of the uh, uh, Moominland Midwinter Let's Reads segment, where I'm about halfway through this Moomin book, uh, Moomin book number six in the, in the Moomin series by Tove Janssen. Uh, just to let you know, this is going to be, oh well, thing A I want to talk about, this is going to be a long-ish chapter. And seeing as it's already been a pretty long episode, uh, yeah, I I can't be bothered splitting this in two. I'm just going to read the whole chapter and then you, you can deal with that. That's okay. Yeah, no. Nah, um, editor's note, this chapter turned out to actually be significantly longer than I thought it was going to be. So this is going to be split up into two half chapters. So get ready to hear the first half of chapter five, not the full chapter five. Uh, so that's thing A. Thing B, am i I've always had this plan at the back of my head um, to... What I'm thinking is probably some of you do what I do, which is listen to podcasts to relax in bed and get to sleep. Just to have someone talking and droning on blah, blah, blah. troll did this. Daniel did this. Uh, Sarah defeated the drowsy, blah, blah, blah. I, I wouldn't fight a drowsy with Sarah. She's poisoned. That's a psychic type. Anyway, it doesn't matter what I'm saying. The point is, you might be listening to me when you go to sleep. If you've missed, like, the end of the stories, if you've missed the Moomin Troll Let's Read segment, don't worry about it, because I've always had this plan going in the back of my head to, once the book is finished, I'm going to take all these chapters, uh, I'm going to go back through the archive of the episodes, I'm going to Pluck out all the all the Daniel K's Let's Reads segments. I'm going to get rid of the interstitial music. Uh, and I'm going to uh, thread them all together into one long audiobook and publish that as an episode. And because I don't want to get pinged by the and estate or Puffin Books or whatever, I'm probably going to do a quick little Let's Play of something or other and then I'll treat that, like, four-hour chunk of audiobook which I stick at the end as bonus content. So it won't be in the title. <laughs> It'll be bonus content. Four hours worth of bonus content on a five-minute Let's Play podcast. So yeah, stay tuned for that in uh, months when I finally finish this book, at the rate I'm publishing these Pokemon episodes. The Pokemon episodes being the only episodes which have uh, Moominland Midwinter stuck at the end. Uh, yeah, so without further ado, let's, uh, let's dive right on in to uh, Chapter 5 of Moominland Midwinter which is called The New Guests. (coughs) Oh, shit, I should say, uh, last episode, what happened last episode of the Let's Reads? So, the sun just started to start coming back, and Moomin was uh, really happy about it, but then a little disappointed with how slow it was going, and in his frustration, he went to uh, to Tiki's house, which is his dad's uh, bathhouse on the lake, uh, in in summer, but when it's winter, Tooticky lives there, and he did something he wasn't supposed to do, which is open up the the cupboards, and uh, out came a weird sort of a weird rat-like Moomin troll uh, thing, which he found out is is his ancestor and what Moomin trolls were like a thousand years ago, and it came and lived with him, and uh, it rearranged his house and started living in a weird nest in the chimney surrounded by all the strange objects which it likes, which it found in the house, and uh, yeah, Moomintroll discovered that actually he quite likes it, he gets it along with his old, old progenitor, and so he's, he's quite happy living with, with this sort of weird, this weird version of, this weird old version of himself which just rearranged the house, which is nice. So anyway, Chapter 5, The New Guests. Each day, the sun rose a little higher in the sky. Finally, it had reached high enough to throw a few cautious rays into the valley. That was a most important day. It was remarkable also because a stranger arrived in the valley shortly after noon. It was a thin little dog with a tattered woolen cap pulled deep over his ears. He said that his name was Sori-oo and that there was no food left in the valleys to the north. Since the Lady of the Cold had passed, people had had next to nothing to eat. A desperate hemulen was even rumoured to have gobbled down his own beetle collection, but this was probably untrue. Possibly he had eaten some other hemulen's collection, though. Anyway, lots of people were now on their way towards the Moomin Valley. Somebody had told everybody that rowan berries and a whole cellar full of jam were to be found here, but probably the jam cellar was just a rumour as well. Sorry, oo sat down in the snow on his thin tail, and all his face wrinkled up at his worries. We live on fish soup here, Tootiki said. I've never heard anything about a jam cellar. troll threw a sudden look at the round snowdrift behind the woodshed. Yeah, there it is, said Little Mai. There is such lots of jam in there that it makes you sick just to think of it. All the jars are dated and tied with red string as well. I'm kind of keeping an eye on the family's things while they sleep, Moomintroll said, and he blushed a little. Oh, of course you are, mumbled Soryu resignedly. Moomintroll looked at the veranda, and then at Soryu's wrinkled face. Do you like jam? He asked gruffly. I don't know, Soryu replied humbly. Moomintroll sighed, and then he said, well, just mind that you start with the oldest jars, Okay. A few hours later, a flock of small creep came plodding over the bridge, and a confused and complaining fillyonk was seen to be running to and fro in the garden. Her pot of plants were frozen, she said, and somebody had eaten all her winter food, and then on the way to the Moomin Valley, she had met an insolent gaffsy who had told her that winter was no laughing matter, and why hadn't she prepared herself better? At dusk, there was a lot of people threading paths to the jam cellar. Those that had a little more strength left in their legs went down on the shore and they settled down in the bathing house but no one was allowed in the cave little my said that the mineral couldn't be disturbed in there before the Moomin house some of the most miserable ones were sitting and lamenting their fate when Moomin troll appeared on the roof with his oil lamp you'd better come inside for the night he said you never know what with groaks and such around i never was one for rope ladders declared an old wamper. Moomintroll descended, and he started to dig a hole to the entrance door. He shoveled and scratched and worked away. Soon the hole was a long and narrow tunnel, extending through the snow, but when he finally reached the wall, there was no door to be found, only a window, frozen fast like all the others. I must have dug wrong, Moomintroll said to himself, and if I dig a new tunnel, perhaps I'll miss the house altogether. So he broke the window, as nicely as possible, and the guests soon came crawling in after him. Please don't awaken the family, said troll. This is mother, and this is father. Over there is the snork maiden. My ancestor sleeps in the stove. You'll have to roll yourselves up in the carpets because most of the other things have been borrowed. The guests bowed to the sleeping family, and then they obligingly rolled themselves up in the carpets and tablecloths, and the smallest ones went to sleep in caps and slippers and the like. Many of them had a cold, and some of them were homesick. This is terrible, troll thought. Very soon the jam cellar will be empty. And what shall I say when the family awakens in the spring and all the pictures are hanging wrong and the house is thronged with people? He crawled back through the tunnel to see if anybody had been left outside. The moonlight was blue. Sorry-oo sat alone in the snow, howling. He put his muzzle straight up in the air and howled a long and melancholy song. Why don't you go into bed? asked Moomitroll. Sorry-oo looked at him with eyes that shone green in that moonlight. One ear was pointing straight up, while the other listened to the side. His whole face was listening. Very faintly they could hear the howl of hunting wolves. Sorry-oo nodded bleakly and he pulled his woolen cap on again. My great strong brethren, he whispered, how I long to be with them. Aren't you afraid of them? asked troll. Yes, I am, said Sorry-oo. That is the sad part. And he slunk off along the path to the bathing house. Moomintroll crept back into the drawing room. A little creep had been frightened by the mirror and sat sobbing in the Meerschaum tram. Otherwise, everything was silent. "'What troubles people have,' Moomintroll thought. "'Perhaps the jam isn't such an awful matter after all. "'And I could always put the Sunday jar aside, the strawberry one, for the time being, anyway.'" "'At dawn the following day, the valley was awakened by clear and piercing bugle notes.'" Mai sat up at once in her cave, and her feet started to beat time. Two pricked up her ears, and Sorry-oo rushed under one of the benches with his tail between his legs. Moomintroll's ancestor annoyedly rattled the damper, and most of the guests then woke up. Moomintroll rushed to the window, and he crawled out through the snow tunnel. The pale winter sun shone over a big hemulon who came rushing down the nearest slope on his skis. He was holding a shining brass horn to his snout and he seemed to be having a splendid time blowing it. That one's going to eat lots of jam, Moomintroll thought, and whatever are those things he's got on his feet. The hemulon laid his bugle on the woodshed roof and then he took off his skis. Good slopes you have hereabouts, he said. Got any slalom here? "'I'll ask,' said Moomintroll. "'He crawled back to the drawing room, and then he asked, "'Is there anybody here by the name of Slalom?' "'My name is Salome,' whispered the creep who had been frightened by the mirror. "'Moomintroll went back out to the hemulen and he said, "'Almost, but not quite. There is one, Salome.' "'But the hemulen was sniffing about in Papa's tobacco plot, and he didn't listen. "'This is the place for a house,' he said. "'We'll make an igloo here.' I mean, "'You might move into my house,' Moomintroll said, lingeringly. "'Thanks, never,' replied the Hemulin. "'Too stuffy and unhealthy. I want fresh air, and lots of it. "'Let's start at once and not lose any time at all.' "'Moomintroll's guests were beginning to crawl outside. "'They stopped and they stood staring. "'Won't he play some more?' asked Salome, the little creep. "'There is a time for everything, young lady,' said the Hemulin briskly. "'And this is the time for a spot of work.' A little later, all the guests were busy building an igloo on Papa's tobacco plot. The hemulon himself was enjoying a swim in the river with a couple of chilled creepers, terrified spectators. Moomintroll went running down to the bathing house at top speed. Tootiki, he shouted. There's a hemulon here. He's going to live in an igloo. And at this moment, he's bathing in the river. "Ah, oh, that kind of hemulon, Tootiki said earnestly. Then goodbye to peace and all that. "'She laid her fishing rod aside. "'On her way back, they met Little Mai, who beamed with excitement. "'Seen what he's got?' she cried. "'They're called skis. "'I'm going to get myself a pair exactly like them at once.' "'The igloo was already taking shape. "'The guests drudged for all they were worth, "'and all the while throwing longing looks towards the jam cellar. "'The hemillon was doing gymnastics down by the river. "'Isn't the cold wonderful?' he said. "'I'm never in such good shape as in winter.' Won't you have a dip before breakfast? Mummitrol stared at the hemulen sweater. It was black and lemon yellow and zigzaggy. He wondered, slightly troubled, why he couldn't find the hemulen a jolly person. Although he had been longing and longing for somebody who wouldn't be secretive and distant, but cheery and tangible, exactly like this hemulen. And now he was feeling more a stranger to the hemulen than even to the angry and incomprehensible beast under the sink. He looked helplessly at Tutiki. She was pouting her underlip and looking at her mitten with raised eyebrows. From this, Moomintroll knew that Tutiki didn't like the Hemulin either. He turned to the hemulen and said with all the kindness of a bad conscience, "'It must be wonderful to like the cold weather so.' "'I love it,' replied the Hemulin, beaming at him. "'It puts a stop to all unnecessary thoughts and fancies. Believe me, there is nothing more dangerous in life than to become an indoor sitter.' ''Oh?'' said Moomin Troll. ''Yes, it gives you all kinds of ideas,'' said the Hemulin. ''What time is breakfast here?'' ''Well, when I've caught some fish,'' Tutiki said sullenly. ''I never eat fish,'' said the Hemulen. ''Only vegetables and berries.'' ''A uh, cranberry jam?'' Moomin asked, ''Hopefully.'' ''The large jar of cranberries had not been popular.'' But the Hemulin replied, ''No, preferably strawberry.'' After breakfast, the Hemulin donned his skis and went up to the highest of the nearby slopes. The one that started on the hilltop and passed the cave. Down in the valley stood all the guests, looking on. They were a little uncertain of what to think of him. they trampled about in the snow and they wiped their noses now and then, because it was so very, very cold that day. And now the Hemulin came hurtling downhill. It looked terrifying. Halfway down the slope, he swerved in a cloud of glittering snow dust and careered off in another direction, And then he gave a shout and swerved back again. And now he was rushing one way and now another, and his black and yellow sweater made one's eyes water. Moomintroll closed his eyes and he thought, how very different people are. Little Mai was already standing on the top of the hill, shouting from joy and admiration. She had broken a barrel and fastened two of the staves under her boots. Here I come, she cried. And without a moment's hesitation, Little Mai set out, straight down the hill. Moomintroll looked up with one eye and saw that she would manage it. Her ferocious little face bore the mark of happy confidence, and her legs were stiff as pegs. Suddenly, Moomintroll felt very proud. Little mine never shied. She hurtled at breakneck speed close to a pine trunk, and she wobbled, caught her balance again, and with a roar of laughter, threw herself down into the snow beside Moomintroll. "'She is one of my oldest friends,' he explained to the filionk. "'I believe you,' replied the filionk sourly. "'What time are elevens he is here?' "'The Hemulin came plodding over to them. "'He had taken off his skis, "'and his snout was glistening from friendliness and warmth. "'Now let's teach Moomin how to ski,' he said. "'I prefer not, thanks,' Troll mumbled, "'and he shrank back a little. "'He looked around for too ticky, but she'd gone, "'perhaps to catch another kettle of fish. "'The main thing is to keep cool, whatever happens,' "'the Hemulin was saying, encouragingly, "'and already fastening the skis to Moomintroll's paws. "'But I don't want to,' Moomintroll began miserably.' "'Little Maya was looking at him with a raised eyebrows. "'Oh, well,' he said bleakly. "'But no high, Hill.' "'No, no, just a slope down to the bridge,' the hemulen said. "'Bend your knees, lean forward. "'Don't let the skis slip apart. "'Keep a straight back, arms close to your body. "'Can you remember what I've just told you?' "'No,' said Moomintroll. "'He felt a push in his back, and then he closed his eyes, and he started off. First, his skis ran as far away as possible from each other, "'and then they came together again and mixed themselves up with his ski sticks.' on top of the mixture lay troll in a strange position. The guests all cheered up. "'Patience is very necessary,' said the "Hoop, "'Oopsie-daisy, let's do it again.' "'Legs feel a bit shaky,' muttered troll This was almost worse than the lonely kind of winter. Even the sun, the so-much-longed-for, was shining straight down into the valley and looking at his humiliation. And now the bridge came rushing at him up the hill. troll stuck out one leg to save his balance. The other leg went skiing on. The guests gave a cheer and were beginning to find some fun in life again. Nothing was up anymore, and nothing was down. Nothing existed but snow and misery and disaster everywhere all around him. And then, finally, Moomintroll found himself, hanging in the willow bushes by the river. His tail was trailing in the icy water, and the whole world was filled with skis and sticks in front of him, and new hostile perspectives. Well, it won't do to lose your pluck, the Hemillon kindly remarked. Next time does it. But there was no next time, because Moomintroll lost his pluck. He really did, and for a long time afterwards, he wouldn't dream about making that third triumphant attempt. He'd have swerved up to the bridge in a sweeping curve, and then stopped and turned around towards the others with a smile, and they'd all have shouted in admiration. But as it happened, things did not go that way at all. Instead, Moomintroll said, I am going home. Ski all you care to, but I am going home. And without looking at anybody, he crawled into the snow tunnel and into his warm drawing room and furthest into his nest under the rocking chair. He could hear the hemulans whoops from the hill. Moomintroll put his head inside the stove and he whispered, I don't like him either. The ancestor threw down a flake of soot, perhaps to show his sympathy. Moomintroll took a piece of coal and he began peacefully to draw on the back of the sofa. He drew a hemulon standing on his head in a snowdrift and inside the stove stood a large jar of strawberry jam. During the following week, Tutiki sat doggedly under the ice with her fishing rod. Beside her, under the green ceiling, sat a row of guests, also angling. Those were the guests that disliked the Hemulon, and inside the Moomin house, by and by, gathered all who didn't care to, weren't able to, or didn't dare to remonstrate. "'Early in the mornings the Hemulin used to put in his head "'and a burning torch at the broken window. "'He liked torches and campfires, and who doesn't? "'But he always put them in the wrong place, as it were. "'The guests loved their long, somewhat slovenly forenoons "'when the new day was allowed to break later, "'while everybody discussed the dreams of the night "'and listened to Moomintroll making coffee in the kitchen. "'The Hemulin interrupted all of that. "'He always began by telling them that the drawing room was so stuffy "'and described the fresh cold weather outside.' And then he chatted about what could be done in this fine new day. He did his utmost to find some amusements for them all, and he was never hurt when they refused his proposal. He only patted them on the back and said, ''Well, well, you'll see for yourself by and by how right I am.'' The only one who followed him everywhere was Little Mai. He generously taught her everything he knew about skiing, beaming over her progress. ''Little Miss Mai,'' said the Hemelon, ''you are born on skis. ''You'll beat me at my own game soon.'' "'That is exactly what I figured to do,' replied Little Mai, very sincerely. "'But as soon as she was fully trained, "'she disappeared to her own hills that nobody knew about, "'and she didn't care much for the Hemulin more. "'And as time passed, more and more of the guests became anglers under the ice. "'And finally the Hemulin's black and yellow sweater "'was the only blob of colour left on the hillside. "'The guests didn't like to be involved in new and troubling things. "'They liked to sit together, talking about old times, "'before the Lady of the Cold came and they ran out of food.' They told each other how they had furnished their homes and whom they were related to and who they used to visit and how terrible the coming of the great cold had been when everything changed. They shifted closer to the stove, listening to each other and patiently waiting for their own turn to speak. Moomintroll saw that the Hemulen was left more and more to himself. I must get him to leave before he notices and he feels hurt by this, Moomintroll thought, and before he finishes all the jam as well. But it wasn't easy to find a pretext that would be both believable and tactful. Sometimes the Hemulin went skiing down on the shore and he tried to coax Sorry-oo from the bathing house, but neither dog sledge nor even ski-jumping could interest Sorry-oo. He used to sit out all the nights, howling at the moon, and in daytime he was sleepy and he wanted to be left alone. Finally, one day the Hemulin thrust his sticks in the snow and he said imploringly, Don't you see? I like little dogs so terribly much. I've always thought that one day I'd have a little dog of my own, who would like me too. Why won't you play with me? I really don't know, you mumbled, blushing. As soon as he had the chance, he slunk back to the bathing house, and there he continued to dream about the wolves. It was the wolves he wanted to play with. What boundless happiness, he thought, to hunt with them, to follow them everywhere, to do everything they did and everything they wanted him to do. And then, by and by, he himself would change and become as free and wild as they were. Every night, when the moonlight glittered in the ice ferns on the windows, sorry oo awoke in the bathing house and rose to listen. Every night he pulled his woolen cap over his ears and he padded out softly. He took the same path every time, across the sloping shore and into the woods. He continued on his way until the wood became more open and he could see the lonely mountains. There, Soryu sat down in the snow, and he waited for the howling of the wolves. Sometimes they were very, very far away, sometimes nearer, but he heard them nearly every night. And each time Soryu heard them, he put his muzzle up and answered. Towards morning, he crept back again, and he went to sleep in the bathing-house cupboard. Tutiki once looked at him and said, "'You'll never forget them that way.' "'I don't want to forget them,' replied Soryu. "'I want to think of them always.' Strangely enough, it was the most timid of them all, Salome, the little creep, who really liked the hemulon. She longed to hear him play the horn, but alas, the hemulon was so big and always in such a hurry that he never noticed her. No matter how fast she ran, he always left her far behind on his skis, and when she at last overtook the music, it ceased, and the hemulon began doing something else instead. A couple of times Salome, the little creep, tried to explain how much she admired him, but she was far too shy and ceremonious and the Haymiller never had been a very good listener, so nothing of any consequence was ever said. One night Salome the Little Creep awoke in the Meerschaum tram where she had settled down on the back gangway. It was no comfortable sleeping place because of the many buttons and safety pins the Moomin trolls, in the course of time, had collected in their magnificent drawing room decoration, and Salome the Little Creep, of course, was much too considerate to remove any of them. Now she could hear Tootiki and Moomintroll talking under the rocking chair, and at once she understood that they were talking about her beloved Hemulen. "'This is the limit,' said Tootiki's voice in the dark. "'We simply have to have some peace here again. Ever since he started his bugle-tooting, my musical shrew has refused to play the flute. Most of my invisible friends have gone away.' "'The guests have a lot of nerves and colds from sitting under the ice with me all day long, "'and you hides in the cupboard until nightfall. "'Somebody has to tell this Hemulan to leave.' Oh, "'I haven't the heart,' said Moomintroll. "'He's so convinced that we like him.' "'Then we'll have to swindle him,' said Tutiki. "'Tell him that the hills in the Lonely Mountains are much higher and much better than ours.' "'There are no skiing grounds at all in the Lonely Mountains,' said Moomintroll. "'Only abysses and snaggy cliffs, and not even any snow.' Salome the little creep shivered, and her eyes suddenly filled with tears. Tootiki replied, ''Hemulins always manage.'' ''And do you suppose it's better to have him understand that we don't like him at all? Think about that.'' ''Well, can't you do it?'' Moomintroll asked wretchedly. ''He lives in your garden, doesn't he?'' said Tootiki. ''Pull yourself together. Everybody will be better afterwards. And he too.'' And then all was silent. Tootiki had crawled out through the window. Salome the little creep lay awake and staring out into the darkness. They wanted to send the hemulen and his horn away. They wanted him to tumble into abysses. There was only one thing to do. He had to be warned against the Lonely Mountains, but cautiously, so that he wouldn't know that people wanted to get rid of him. Salome the little creep lay awake all night, pondering. Her small head wasn't accustomed to important thoughts like these, and towards the morning, she was fast asleep. She slept over morning coffee and dinner and no one even remembered her existence alright that's where I'm going to cut this chapter off listeners so I'll see you next time bye bye the diver is my love and I am his, his. I am not dis- Thanks.